0: hello everyone welcome um before we get started on the episode i'm gonna do what has become a normal thing um of a little intro before before we get into it with the guest um so firstly thank you to gavin for coming on um i've really encouraged you all to listen um all the way through to the end because at the very end there is a story that he tells that um is genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever heard. So, um, <laughs> I definitely encourage you to listen to that. Um, if anything, like if you if you're not interested at all in the episode, at least skip to the end and listen to the story because it's so funny. Um, but yeah, we talk about a lot in this episode, and um, I'm really glad we did it. So, thanks, Gavin. Um, next up, I want to say a massive thank you again to everyone in the NHS, to everyone who's a key worker in the supermarkets, delivery guys, um, news reporters, everybody that's still working, keeping this whole country going, um, because it is a massive job. It's been a few months now, and um, I'm really appreciative of everyone that's keeping on going through this. Um, We're nearly there. We are nearly there. Okay, finally, um, I'm posting this the day after Blackout Tuesday, which i think will probably go down in history um because the situation in america and across the world when it comes to racism is um severely in the spotlight which is the way it should be because honestly um what's happening is horrific i'm not going to get into it um there's plenty of plenty of stuff going on on social media which is the way it should be um all i will say is please be kind to one another because at the end of the day it was just the human race there's nothing else to it really um so please please be kind and if you can you know donate and if you can show support then then please do um if anything it's a case of education but as i said i'm not going to get into this so um i hope you really enjoy this episode and i'll just leave you to it welcome welcome back this is the curiosity complex my name is nat And you are listening to the most unorganised podcast on the internet. Um, Now, this is probably going to be proven, or no, it probably is proven by the fact that today in this episode, I have currently got zero questions in my head um, for my next guest. So, um, without further ado, um, let's just get straight into it. If you want to introduce yourself, sir.
1: Yeah, no worries. Uh you doing, boys and girls. Uh, I'm Gavin McConnell. I live in Lurgan, in lovely north of Ireland. Um, don't really have too much going on. I'm a barman. And that's about about the height of the entertainment in my life, really. Like, nice. Well, I hope not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it gets better. Hopefully, yeah, a wee bit <laughs> better, not
0: like. Um. Okay. Sweet. So, um. Yeah, I've already, I've already run out of questions for you. Great podcast, thanks, Gavin. We'll see. You. <laughs> um, okay, no. So we met each other through university. Um, yeah, and it's it's funny because I know what you're going to say next. I think, and a lot mm. of people, any any regular listeners are going to be like, "Oh, fucking hell, not another one." Um, so, Gavin, what course did you do at university?
1: Uh, I done geology with herpetology. Yeah
0: um so to my regular listeners I do apologize but I've got another one on mm-hmm. I didn't actually I only thought about it. I messaged him about it um a long time ago now um and and then we finally got our act together and decided to kind of just go for it and um it only occurred to me like last night before we before we started doing this that I was like oh it's just it's another zoology with herpetology issue um but the plan is to not talk about um we're not gonna talk about the coronavirus and we're not gonna talk about Well, yeah, we're just not gonna talk about the coronavirus. I'll see what i see where else it goes.
1: Um if that's okay with you because Yeah. Thank I, fuck for that lad because yeah. I am sick to death of talking about the fucking coronavirus like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm glad you agree. Um so yeah, today's podcast is not gonna be talk about that. Um but yeah, so you um you did that course. Um mm-hmm. so what are the plans past being a bomber, do they include zoology with
1: anthropology? Uh, see, it's <clears throat> it's strange how I even like got into the whole university thing, like because like when I was w- when I was growing up and stuff, like that, like oh, I, I never really knew what I wanted, what I want to. do. Still now, I fucking have no idea what I want to do. Like, <laughs> but, like um, the the plan from when I was younger anyway was I was a fucking shithead at school, didn't really do any work, didn't really have any aspirations to continue school, like and so the plan for me was to join the army and 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 do that there for 10 years build up enough funds and then go into some i've always been interested in animals but when i had enough money i wanted to go into university and do some sort of degree working with animals or 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 animal healthcare or something along the lines of that and it was plan 10 years in the army build up my fund pay for uni off myself have no student loans uh but unfortunately that that didn't work because (laughs) <laughs> tore all the ligaments in my leg like yeah. a week before yeah. I had to go down for my medical for my army. Um with with the Irish army as well it's a bit different. Uh you can only apply for it every every couple of years. I think with, with the British army it's it's open for anyone at any time. Um so when that happened I uh moved to Liverpool for a couple of years, lived there, had no fucking idea what I was doing there just went over because a couple of friends were going and it says i don't move country and i was like i fuck it may as well i'm doing nothing here uh, moved over to liverpool for a wee bit fucked about there heard that the irish army were recruiting again so moved back about a year later uh went down applied for it again uh passed all my tests got right through and then on the day of my medical um an army doctor put down a, a pen in front of me and he told me to pick it up i was like the fuck are you talking about, like, Lifted the pen up, and he was like, "It's a miracle that you can do that." Like, why? And uh, he he told me that I have uh, like no depth perception whatsoever, and my left eye is is basically blind. <laughs> so that was the army. I do. I know what the fuck like, imagine that being laid down on you. There was me thinking I'm going to be a wee soldier and stuff, all happy, and then finding out that I, I can't fucking see. Well, I, I knew that already, like. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like. But yeah, so uh, th- those dreams were crushed a wee bit, like, um, and then it says, "Fuck it." I'll I'll not do the whole ten year thing. I'll I'll try look up a few wee things, uh, to see how I can get into university now. Uni was always sort of like a, a second thought for me anyway. Um, but I went through and done done this was called an adult access course in Northern Ireland. Um, so it's it's basically for people that that came out of secondary school with not enough qualifications to make them eligible for university. Yeah. Um, so I had to do that there. It was it was very very strange doing that because. It was me sitting there at, at 20 years of age and everyone else in the class was like single mothers at like 35 and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm just this wee child in amongst them all. like, And they're all talking about <laughs> fucking loose women or whatever. I have no idea what's going yeah. on. like. Yeah. But yeah, got, got, got through that there. Passed out with flying colours. Um, got accepted into the Bangor University. Uh, went over to do that there. And uh, fortunately it didn't work out for me. And I'm back here now. Um, and uh, honestly, lad, I have no fucking idea where my life's going at the moment. Don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm completely content with it. Like, like, I'm happy with it at the moment. And there's a couple of wee plans going up and a couple of wee things I have, I have in the back of my head. But at the moment, I'm just happy working away on a wee job that I love and having a bit of fun.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm very glad to hear that you're, you're happy because a lot of people would turn around and be like, I've got no idea what I'm doing with my life. And then the next sentence would be, and I'm therefore so sad or upset or depressed or whatever. And you, to hear that you say that you're happy is really, really nice.
1: Yeah, I used to always think like out there, like especially when I was younger and stuff. Like I used to always think like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going nowhere. But I don't know. I've started like it's a bit cringy, like, but over the past couple of years, like appreciating the wee things more and more. Like, that's, that's for me, it's important. It's oh, important. Yeah big time that like, you have to appreciate the wee things eh? but like for me all, all, all I need to be happy is make sure all my friends and family around me are happy, got a, a nice wee place that I'm living in, you know shit like that there, as long as I can take care of everyone around me I'll be grand with that like yeah yeah
0: well that's lovely, that's so wholesome for
1: this podcast. I'm telling you lad I've, <laughs> I've matured a wee bit from my fucking drug fueled mental days like yeah um,
0: I'm glad <laughs>
1: that. so yeah, you mentioned you didn't quite work out
0: for you um, yeah and I didn't actually I never actually to be perfectly honest knew I never actually knew the reason why that happened because you you left after your first year yeah uh, and then you had just been elected as the vice captain for the mud dog same position as me and obviously I left yeah. the year you did but um, obviously I was completely done with uni and, and all that sort of thing so would you well firstly why, why did you leave
1: Sorry that I'm just uh, spoken as well here. I should I should be doing this in the podcast. Um <laughs> no, um <laughs> sorry I'm really unprofessional there. Uh well like when I when it was in uni and stuff, I really enjoyed it, but um personally I, I don't think that that I'm made for the education system at all. I, I genuinely don't believe that there. I when I get into it, maybe it's just it, it it doesn't doesn't pull me in. There's there's nothing about like fucking Actually doing schoolwork or anything or doing uni work that pulls me in, and I got very laxadaisy stuff like that. So by Christmas, um, I don't think it was still taking taking it seriously. I got a bit too much caught up in the whole party life and stuff. And then the more I was looking at the the work I was doing, I was finding that it didn't really interest me as much as I thought it would have. Okay. So it was a couple of wee different things building up, like me wanting to take the easy life a bit more, I, I'm wanting the have a bit more fun, enjoying myself, and 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 being a bit lazy around working things like again. So by the time Christmas came around, I was sort of having my doubts then. But you know, what? Obviously, we had a wee break then. I says I'll go home for a little bit. I'll, I'll I'll think about it, start weighing up my options and stuff, and mm-hmm. and see what happens. And then I came back and I enjoyed it. Uh, I was enjoying it a lot more when I came back after Christmas because I think it sort of motiv- motivated myself a wee bit. Um, but I I would have a very bad sleeping pattern. Probably goes hand in hand with all the partying stuff I was doing as well. Like, yeah. but uh, then I started uh, sleeping through like a lot of classes, sleeping through a couple of like important modules and stuff like that. There, and I, I was just starting to think that maybe my my head wasn't in the right place for university at the time.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And the more I came out of it, then I I, I got back home after the year had finished and. I was I was thinking about my next year going back in and stuff and I was like, do I really want to put another three years into this where I'm going to be spending, get myself into a lot of debt for something that I'm still not 100% sure on and I'm still not 100% sure on, on the job prospects coming out of it. And uh, I, j- I just said it was going to take a wee while to come out. So, yeah, I just spent the summer thinking about it and uh, just thought that, it wasn't for me. Maybe in the future it might be for, for me again when I'm a bit more mature, a bit more wise but right now that whole thing wasn't for me and I didn't think it was the right thing to do to put myself back into that situation when I wasn't going to fully throw myself into it. Yeah
0: yeah that's, that, that's a pretty smart choice
1: to be honest I, I like that, I rate that. Yeah it's, I know it's but- this me
0: being rational like unbelievable you definitely have mature that's ridiculous um i'm joking i'm joking so you did mention your drug-fueled mental days which um were for first year hilarious to be a part of Uh, (laughs) i would love to hear from your perspective some of the craziest funniest stories you have from your your uni days
1: oh that 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 is uh there's a couple of strange ones like um you know, uni was was a a weird place. Like, um, it's it's. I feel like, in a way, it is sort of part of the the culture in university. Do you know what I mean? It's it's. Yeah. Everyone's got their their first wee taste of freedom. Obviously, I I had to be a bit different because I've lived in a couple of different places by myself anyway. But um, I feel like for most people when they get to university, it's their first wee break. You know, away from home from 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 their parents and stuff like that, and you know, some people can go a wee bit wild. So like the first, I remember the, for the I, I don't think I can remember the first fucking two months I was in Bangor because every day I would wake up, I'd wake up in a fucking heap, land land in the corner of, of someone's room, or I wake up in the middle of the road, or wake up in a fucking bush or a tree or somewhere like that. You've seen pictures of like some of the states have ended up in like so, um, <laughs> it's it's hard to, to to pinpoint a specific story like. Of course, we we both have a mutual friend who I think uh, he'd probably say a lot more about me, Dan Wilson, than than I could actually remember. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Did he get you into some trouble then? Uh, Oh, mate, I'm asking that as a question, but I fully fully well know the answer to that.
1: So (laughs) you don't even have to answer if you want it. I know the answer to that. I think I may have been more of a bad influence on him than he would have on me well I don't know we sort of played off each other like we were definitely uh, two wee devils to each other like <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so you um I've actually I wanted to talk about this for a while on the podcast I just never had I'm trying to think back on previous guests I'm not sure I've ever had a guest that I'd feel totally comfortable talking about this kind of stuff to but you you took a fair amount of drugs
1: yeah it I like it's it's something that like i will always i'll always say to people you know i'm not i'm not proud of it, but I'll never shy away from it like you know it's they're they're my mistakes that have that' I've made and stuff like that they're you know i'm I'm a fucking idiot for doing it half the time and I'm a fucking idiot for for getting myself into some of the states they get into like but I'll always be completely honest about them you know that did that way like that's fair enough.
0: so what kind of um i mean i i personally haven't ever taken like recreational drugs obviously you could say drugs but drugs can be like you know i take steroid inhalers so you could if you wanted to be pedantic you could say that i take steroids but like recreational drugs like um ecstasy and cocaine and all those things um yeah i've I've, I've never done those i never will um for like personal but yeah so do you are you still are you totally like are you off drugs completely now or
1: yeah, yeah, I've uh, sort of wised up a wee bit. I think it was good um that it did get it out when I was younger. Um, like I, <clears throat> I had a couple of mates when I was living back home anyway, they would all do that stuff, but I did have one one particular mate and he, he would always be like sort of like a, a big brother figure. Um, but like I could remember when I was really young and stuff, like my my head, of course a couple of eyes from me, knows know we a wee bit fucked up and stuff and I do do uh, a lot of impulsive things um. but he, he would always look out for me and stuff like so even when they would be taking stuff we'd be at parties and, and people were like oh here do you want do you want a pill or something like that or do you want a key of that and he'd always look out for me and be like no he's not ready for that stuff yet this is gonna fuck him up if it does like Why so it, it was good that way to have have people looking out for me um, but I it's when I got when I got to about 19 20 I started getting into it a wee bit more and like I was never completely stupid about it. I would always, if I was ever taking something, I would always research it. I would always look into like what it does to your body, how how it affects you, how it would affect some maybe like mental issues that that people are going through. If you have it, you know, if you have this, don't take a certain thing because it might might trigger an episode or <coughs> something along those lines. But the uh, no, it was it was good that I got them all out of my system, sort of when I was younger and and. I feel like I don't really have the desire to go for things like that anymore. You know, I sat I sat down with my mate a wee while ago, and um, the boy that was saying it is like a big brother figure to me, and the, and the two of us were just sort of talking about it in general and being like, ah, I'm sort of past it now. It's a bit of a, a, a childish thing to do, like you know, yeah. it's, You know, I'm not gonna lie, I still smoke a bit of weed and stuff like that. There, it, uh, I'll I'll never shy away from that. There, um, but like all all the other stuff like classes and 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 shit like that. There. Don't really appeal to me and um, anything that you have to sniff, although psychedelics, psychedelics are a different story like uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably still take like uh, mushrooms and shit like that there because um, they're naturally grown, I always believe in stuff like that there, I sound very fucking hippy dippy right now like um, <laughs> but yeah anything think it's naturally grown I'll never shy away from like yeah but yeah um, sort of got it all out of my system and I'm happy for that now like you know yeah, yeah. done with that sort of lifestyle yeah so i remember a story you said
0: i think i'm pretty sure i remember this right Did, didn't you go into a forest and you took some shrooms and just had the weirdest experience ever
1: oh yeah um that was actually in in in, in wales in in newburgh Newborough beach is it it's called yeah 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 so went there it was it was fucking mad like i can remember we went with a few friends and went, went into the beach and stuff like that and we got through and there's this massive huge forest all around you and we're trying to eat these mushrooms but um the way magic mushrooms are they're basically dried out and and the mold so you're eating like these crispy dry moldy disgusting mushrooms like oh. and I, I i don't eat vegetables anyway i struggle eating mushrooms in my fucking <laughs> pasta never mind new moldy crispy ones like yeah. so we took those but you're supposed to chew them to get the effect but my mate beside me, he 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 was saying, oh, these are lovely, these are delicious. As soon as I put them in my mouth, I started gagging, sitting there going, ugh, 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 like near poking up my guts. So he had to swallow his as quick as he could because he was afraid that he was going to boke from me. Sorry, for English people, boke is vomit. Um, Just in case he <laughs> didn't get that there. So, uh, and, and he needed to stop talking like I'm talking to an Irish person there. But yeah, he had to swallow those down as quick as he could. And I walked, walked through the forest for a wee bit and... Next minute I can remember like just like looking at the trees and being like, That looks beautiful in there and like drifted off a wee bit from the group and they'd walked on up a bit and came back to fight me, like sitting on like this big grassy hill, like <laughs> just tripping balls a wee bit, like feeling the leaves and stuff, being like, Oh my god, I can hear the trees talking, I can see the leaves breathing, that sort of stuff. Like So I it was uh, it was it was a fun way there. Do you know? Um I think there's w- with certain drugs and stuff, there's a lot of like real bad reputations around them, but I, th- I think it's more so to do with with the people that are taking them and, and not the drugs themselves Um, I, I don't know like, I, I've seen a lot of like smart people that, 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 that and I'm not saying that I am because I'm dumb as fuck like but like <laughs> a smart people that, that, that can take them be responsible with them and it's just a wee, an experience you know that, that enhances certain things or we can let you see things a wee bit differently for me especially with them um, Psychedelics, anyway. I was always, always find if, if if things are becoming a little too overwhelming or, or everything's starting to pile up, I'll need a wee time where I can, I can fuck off with my mates in into the middle of nowhere. Um, we'll all take a couple of uh, mushrooms or something like that. There, I'm we'll going a wee trip, and it helps me like look at everything, think things that are bothering my life, and look at them in like like a bigger picture, and be like, right, this is why I'm getting pissed off at this. This is what's annoying me here and it helps me give me a wee bit of clarity on certain things in my life and it's like a almost like a wee reset weekend yeah
0: yeah that's nice i like that okay cool
1: yeah it's, it's there's it's definitely way I look at it and, you know people can just slam them down as being they're disgusting and they are fucking disgusting some things like cocaine all this fucking stinking rotten like but <laughs> but there's there's some wee good aspects to them as well like yeah
0: so what, what's it what's it kind of well did you ever have any like really bad experiences with drugs like that
1: Mm. Um well with with so when you when you're taking like acid and stuff like that, you can have what's called a bad trip. And yeah. um, so with acid, when you take that there, you're obviously like it, it it really messes with your like like visual perceptions and stuff like that, and like and like how you see your own body and stuff. Um yeah. but what happened with me when I was taking it, it takes about about an hour roughly to kick in after you take it and about three hours into it you'll start to hit your peak, and it can last for, in, in some cases it can last for 24 hours, it usually doesn't last for about, about 8 to 10 hours, but oh. uh, me and my friends, it all went up to, um, it was Donegal, no, I might have been Donegal, and um, we'd hired out this wee house, and there was about six of us, so I just wanted to go in, just have a wee weekend away, and relax, and <laughs> When you think of other people having a relaxing weekend, yeah. it's maybe like a wee spa break or something like that. Me and the bicycle, like, nah, fucking, let's go get a house and absolutely trip balls and lick each other, like you know. Um, yeah, yeah, we we went up there and I was lying on the ground and I fell asleep before the drugs had kicked in. So when I'd woken up, I was completely tripping balls. Didn't know what was happening. At all my friends' faces looked warped and everything, and I didn't. I had no idea if I was actually seeing this or if I was still asleep oh. and I was dreaming. So uh, it was like walking around the house, like thinking that I was in a very, very vivid dream, like touching my friends and all, being like, "Are you real? Am I real? Are we dead?" <laughs> like <laughs> freaking out and stuff. Um, <laughs> I started freaking out. Oh, even and my friend was like, "Right, come you here, and, like let me down on the couch," and like started like scratching my head, and then I, uh, I passed out again and woke up. But this time I was at like the peak of my trip, so I woke up again and I still could not tell the difference if I was dreaming or if it was real. And I was just walking around the house, like freaking out, like touching walls and stuff. Being like, is this wall real? I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's, that's one of the bad stories I can remember. Oh, uh, you know, I have taken pills and stuff like that before. You know, they, they tend to have bad effects. There's, when, when you take ecstasy, like pills, you get what's called a come up. So you can feel like the drug coming up through you, like you can feel your whole body. Starting to, it's like imagine if you you took a little lucid and just in, directly injected it into your bloodstream. Like you can feel like the the rush coming through you. Yeah. What can happen with that sometimes is it makes you very nauseous and you'll just spew vomit. Now I um I when it was with the mud dogs, I won the Chunder Dragon Award because I always fucking vomit everywhere. Like, but uh, my my friend Jack was looking at me and he can tell when I'm about to be sick. And I was sitting on a couch beside his best friend. And his best friend's girlfriend in the middle of them and he was looking at me and he could see me like heaving but like I'll always try to hold the vomit in um, and he was like bye please go to the toilet you're going to vomit all over these people all over my living room and I was like no no i grand. About two minutes later just turned around and absolutely let all my guts up on top of his friend vomited all over the couch vomited all over him and uh, went around the rest of the house uh, asking people, did my eyebrows look okay? So that was a very embarrassing, embarrassing time. Like trying to live that up the next day. Like,
0: wow, that's fantastic. Uh, well, not not good. <laughs> that's a great story. Uh, <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, I don't really know where to go from that. That's brilliant. I'm not sure. Um. Yeah, I'm just I'm just happy that I could talk to you about that because that's so funny.
1: Yeah, it's it's like I'm saying, like I'll never never shy away from stuff like that. You know, I'm I'm not, I'm not proud of the things I've done, but I'm just being honest. Like, you know, yeah. it's it's it it is it's becoming a more normal part of life as people grow older. Um, so I think it should be more people should speak openly more about it. Maybe it could educate people a bit more and and stop people doing fucking stupid things. Like,
0: that is a very good point. Yeah, yeah, you are right about that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, let's let's change tack a tad then um mm-hmm. i'm just trying to think i've got loads more drug related questions but um, yeah, yeah wing them out. i mean it kind of it kind of i don't know they're, they're for my own personal gain and that's not necessarily what i want for the podcast because a lot of the time as soon as i start getting into this sort of stuff i just try and live kind of like vicariously through the people telling the stories because i just imagine that um because like, my, my main thing is like what is it actually like to do like, what is it actually like to be on cocaine? How does that actually feel? And I
1: respect that, like, most people probably can't put it into words necessarily. Um, for, for me, I, I, it's, it's one thing I don't understand. I, I've, I've done it before, like, and for me, the only thing it makes you do is make you talk more. And for someone like me that never shuts their fucking mouth, I don't want that there. Do you know what I mean? I don't want that because I will never fuck up and like uh, it'll get to the point where people will probably have to tape my mouth closed. But like, you know, like if if you look at it right, like for for a bag of cocaine, roughly it's 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 a hundred pound, and that would last you forty minutes maybe forty minutes to an hour of just talking more. And this is what I don't understand about that drug. Why do people want to pay that amount of money for, for something like that? You know, I, I had a friend who, she was very, very socially awkward, struggled a lot with anxiety, and, and she felt as if she couldn't go to like parties and stuff like that unless unless she had cocaine with her because it gave her the, the like, sort of courage to speak to people. You know, it would it would it would help her sort of integrate into into the party instantly instead of sitting there, you know, constantly worrying about embarrassing herself. She wouldn't have that we that wee barrier in her head. It would sort of remove that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So. That worked for her, but it, it's something that that never really, never really appealed to me. Cause I I fucking talk to a brick wall in an empty room if I could. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, and I know, and yeah, it's kind of one of those things. I I thought about it on a run, um, a couple of days ago. I was like, people are paying a ridiculous amount of, amount of money for for class A's when yeah. the buzz that I get from like after doing a really hard running, um. Session or whatever it might be, some form of exercise, like the endorphins and something called runner's high, which I'm convinced is a thing I just don't know don't know the kind of process behind it um' yeah. which is waiting for someone that's into kind of sports science and all that sort of thing um but I was running along, and I was thinking, I feel absolutely incredible like uh, there this feeling is just like ridiculously good. it's going through my whole body, and like it's just so weird, it's such a weird experience. But then, uh, and I was thinking to myself once it was kind of like starting to subside, I was like, people are paying so much money for, for drugs that are like doing so much stuff to their body, but actually, you know, you could, if you if you kind of, if the conditions are right, you could do, you could have a really similar experience, I think. I mean, obviously I don't have personal experience from like to compare the two, but in my opinion, you could get a really amazing experience just from going for a, for a run or whatever. Um, oh, I-
1: Absolutely, because I I would get that from like so many different things in life. Even eating fucking nice food would give me the same sort of feeling. Like, but like like football, especially playing football, would give me the same buzz. And I think there's certain people that if, if, if they don't have something like that, if they don't have maybe like a hobby or or even just an activity that they like doing, and they can't get that that like release of endorphins or they, they can't get that that feeling, then yeah. maybe they will turn to drugs. But but that's that's a bad thing because then people start to become dependent on it and they're like right like i can't feel this good unless i'm doing this thing you know yeah. they, they try to replace certain aspects of their own life with drugs and that's that's i'm not saying they're healthy anyway but that's really really unhealthy like you know that's that's when you start getting into a lot of trouble
0: yeah, yeah it's also the money as well like you said it's like 100 quid for a bag of cocaine and if you go out three times in the night that's 300 quid like that's ridiculous yeah. Give or take, obviously. If you don't use the whole bag, then it'd be cheaper, I suppose. But <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I just I thought about that, and then I was like, yeah, you probably. I mean, all it takes to run is a. Well, you don't. Even, you don't actually need a pair of shoes, honest. Honest to God, like it would hurt, and you probably wouldn't get the buzz if you ran barefoot. But most people have a pair of shoes, so all you need to do is have grab a pair of shoes, put some clothes on if you're so inclined, and, yeah. and run. Like I don't. <laughs> To be fair, though, I was thinking
1: just as you were talking. Then I was like, "It sounds a lot like adrenaline." Um, yeah, it's it. It basically is like that's that, that's what I would compare it to. That's why I don't I don't understand. You know, the, the real impulse for it. Yeah, I've I. It's not something that's really ever attracted me to get into. It. Like like with with stuff like like psychedelics and shit like that. There, yeah, it's strange. You start to see. You start to th- see things that you wouldn't, but it's obviously just the chemicals fucking with your brain and, and and helping you perceive things differently. But like you'll you'll see colors that don't exist that you can't describe, uh, and and like that's that's why I would be more inclined to to do things like that there rather than cocaine because all cocaine is is like a a boost of confidence basically like powdered confidence. That's what that's what I would call it. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, because some people obviously use alcohol for that, Um and I, I know. Yeah. If I've had, it's a bit of a weird one. I don't know if you get this as well, but if I have like one or two pints or cans of beer, then I feel so much more confident than if if I've had none. But then if I if I go past like three or four, up into like five, six, seven, eight, whatever, I I lose that. But in there's like a kind of golden zone where like the first two beers, I'm like really happy, really content, and I'm really like significantly more confident. Than I would be if I hadn't had those beers.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a strange thing. See, I don't get that when I drink. I I get uh, I, when I always say to the people, they always look at me a bit funny and be like, "What is wrong, with me?" I get a massive need to shit. Like, I, I if I have like the first, so this is a bit disgusting. Like, but like the first. One or two That's drinks, crazy. I have to sit there and like clench my ass to like stop, stop myself from shitting. Like so, once I get past those initial two, then the confidence part starts to go. Because for the first two, I'm constantly worried about shitting myself in front of everyone. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Funny <laughs> thing is, I'm just on the second one now here. Like, so oh, hopefully okay. I'll be able to stop the clenching after this.
0: <laughs> well, I could say the first podcast guest to shit yourself live. Uh, <laughs> yeah so um, you, there might be a toilet break um, <laughs> know, so we'll see um, oh wow that's so funny I wish my yeah, my grandma listens to this so
1: that's going to be a oh, fun oh no you're joking me <laughs> your wee granny listens to this yeah mate yeah what's she called? she's called Hilda what is it? Hilda H-I-L-D-A I am so sorry for everything I've just said on this podcast that you're listening to <laughs>
0: i'm sure she appreciates that
1: um <laughs> just just blame it on scummy irish people you know
0: <laughs> oh that's so funny um okay cool so let's um let's move swiftly on from that one then um mm-hmm. oh well actually no that's not let's carry on so with the with the whole like because for me what the way you described cocaine is is, is exactly like adrenaline because what, you know you said how like when you play football you get that same buzz and, yeah when i played football i know for a fact it was the adrenaline of playing that, that like the same same feeling like i felt amazing when i played football and that's because of the adrenaline from like competing yeah. all that sort of thing um and i i've been skydiving before and that feeling was like 100% adrenaline and i've never been so good in my life which is a weird thing to say when you're like flying through the air at god knows it, what um, but I've literally never felt so good in my entire life. And that's purely because of adrenaline, I think, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, it gives you that wee buzz.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Okay, even now I'm like, I want to do it again. Um,
1: <laughs> Reliving the moment. like It's like, uh, I was sorry. actually going to say something there, but now, now I know that your granny's uh, listening like a, I'll probably not say it. <laughs> <laughs> you dare do that, come on, carry on. I was gonna say it's like um when you have like really great sex and then like you're sitting like the day after and you get that wee feeling of remembering how good it felt and you get that wee shiver coming back through you. That's probably what you're getting with skydiving right now. Well hundred percent. Yeah,
0: not, I totally get you. I totally get you. Yeah. I don't know, I yeah. I, I have I have wanted to talk about sex on the podcast, but for reasons that we've just discussed, I really I've been holding back, that's for sure. Uh, right, right i think i'll carry on doing that it's just awkward <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, you'll be getting dirty crazy. looks at the next oh, time you're having lunch with your granny like
0: oh christ we do talk about it a lot as well oh jesus um yeah i might just not even post this you know just not <laughs> no i will i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it real i'm gonna post it but grandma granddad i'm so sorry um
1: yeah, so so you live in Northern Ireland. Um, uh, sorry the yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna correct you there, but no, it's just It's Grant, come on ahead.
0: Um Yeah, so the you live in Northern Ireland, right? hmm And you work in a bar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and originally when we were talking about um doing this podcast. Yeah. We wanted to do it on tales about your time as a barman.
1: Yes, that's right. That's right.
0: So, what? Um, I'm intrigued to hear some of the the funny stories you have from being from working on a bar.
1: You know, there's there's like the wee bar I work in. It, I I fucking love it. Like it is amazing. It's a really um, sort of like old old fashioned style bar. Like you go in and and the place is completely like like wood panelled and stuff. It's got the really like old vintage tiles and it's got a massive like big fireplace and stuff and it's like amazing when it gets into like the the colder months and stuff like we have the fireplace roaring, everyone's in and you know there there would be a lot of like the older crowd in through the days and stuff like in people always find that quite weird where there's like so many old people in the bar in the day but like the way we look at it is like the wee old people that are coming to these bars they don't really have any family or, or any friends and 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 this is where they have their wee sort of like the w- meet up with their mates and stuff. So they'll come in, in in the daytime and have a load of pints and stuff, and they can they can see all their wee friends, and it, it makes them feel a wee bit better. But in the nighttime time now, it is just fucking crattons everywhere. music <laughs> scumbag, sorry. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's there's a lot a lot of lovely people come in. That like, but you do get uh, you often get like the bad crowd, like um. There was one fella, and he, <laughs> my boss might be listening to this, but on a small chance of his, uh, I apologize there. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll not mention any names, but there was one fella, and he was a fucking nightmare. Every time he was in, he was screaming at people, he was shouting at people, and he you know, just, just a really annoying person, I was getting in fights. But uh, I, I could see him one day, and he had a wee bit too much to drink, and, and, and he was with this girl. She was a wee bit well on too. um. There was three of them and uh, uh, one of them came down and I was just about to kick them out anyway and she went to order a drink and I looked up near the top part of the bar and I, I says where's, where's your two friends went to? She says oh they're just sitting up there and I looked up and I says they're not. She goes yeah yeah they're just sitting up there and I grabbed her then pulled her over and I goes look they're not there where the fuck they went. So uh, I had a suspicion that they might be in the toilets so I grabbed the can of um, Febreze it's always a good thing to use like if you want to go check the toilets if you suspect people might be like using drugs in them or something just go in and pretend you're spraying a bit of Febreze went into the male toilets there was no one there went into the female toilets and the cubicle was locked two people were fucking in toilets of the bar so uh yeah I I had to say to them I was like here lad what are you doing in there and he's like oh the the male toilets were full and I was like they're not why are you having sex in the toilets? He's like, I'm not. I'm just taking a shit. And I say, like, Oh, you're taking a shit with her sitting on your deck, are you? Fair enough, good man. Oh, I, I apologize. Well, than that's granny. That's horrible language for you to hear. Like, <laughs> oh jeez.
0: they
1: no, carry on. Carry on. You good yeah there's 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 wee things like that so like there's, there's often you'd be surprised at the amount of people that try to like do sexual acts in in such a public place like and it's, it's not a big bar as well you know there's not many wee, wee corners that you can go hide in like yeah. so like <laughs> you're constantly catching people like like i don't know like trying to slip you know do you know what slip the hand means yeah
0: yeah okay.
1: yeah yeah people I'm trying to like slip the hand and stuff like and okay. and uh I've, I've caught a couple of people on like cctv and stuff like uh Trying to like, wank people off and stuff in certain corners of the bar, <laughs> so it's uh it's it's always a wee bit sketchy. Like, but like you know, for the most part, it is. It's it's very good. Like you, you don't get too much bother. But uh, a lot of the things are 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 fights, fights, fights. Are the fucking worst. Like, cause you'll just hear stuff go on, and next minute it's switched on, we wouldn't have any um, bouncers in the bar. Um, apart from like. Saturday night and Friday night, yeah um so most other nights it's 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 up to the the staff and the bar to control the situation, so the amount of fights and stuff that you have to get in and and you know me like i'm I'm a fucking tiny wee man, like you know i'm I'm not very intimidating, like so I'm having to got these like big six foot yeah six but don't,
0: don't it because you might be not that you might be vertically challenged, but <laughs> but your your I don't know what you'd call it. Your um, not your attitude, but your um, you're a nutcase, basically.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I don't take shit. Like, and if and if someone was kicking off, I'd be more scared of you than someone that was like six foot four because <laughs> you're a
1: monster. I, th- I think that's sort of like value most about myself like people underestimate me even even with football as well like the amount of people that's like love this wee tiny man and then you hit them and then they're like oh fuck maybe he wasn't so tiny like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it didn't feel so tiny when you hit him yeah well, yeah <laughs> oh dear
0: okay, so do you get involved in the fights do you have to I suppose because there's no bouncers
1: well see like what it is most of the time like you you, you can see them happening before like you have to be very very vigilant when you are working there Um, because like a lot of the time as well it would just be me in the bar by myself like so you're constantly watching the doors and every single person that comes through the door you, you have to like you have to keep an eye on, you have to see how they're behaving, who they choose to sit beside, what they're talking about wh- wh- when they're sitting with that person as well, because a lot of people they may have been like thrown out of a, a bar down the street and they decide they're just going to walk into here, so mm-hmm. what I like to do, you always give people the benefit of the doubt, give them give them a pint first of all and, and talk to them instantly, like just just talk to them, try to find out as much as you can about them in, in a very short space of time to try judge, how you're gonna approach the situation if it if it does escalate, like like for some people that are very very aggressive, the best thing to do is just talk talk them down. Try talk them down because if there is someone that comes in with a very aggressive attitude, and and you want to throw them out and you walk up to them just being like right, let's fucking go and try grab them throw it out, it's gonna escalate into a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. So there are certain people that use to take like different sort of tactics with you know a lot some people you have to be very aggressive with. You know, some people you have to you have to be very sweet with and, and try sort of coax them out of the place. Some people, if they're like fucking like a wee tiny skinny lad, like you can just lift them and throw them as far as you want. Like you know, but it's it's trying to pick and choose your bottles. Like yeah, you know. yeah, yeah.
0: That's hilarious. I you know I never knew it was so it was um, such a kind of demanding job
1: because yeah, it's just not something I've really thought of. You you don't think of it like like there really isn't much to the job like the I'd said ninety percent of it is is talking I'm fucking great at that like do you know what I mean I could I could talk for Ireland but then yeah. um, there's there's a lot of things that, that that you do have to be wary of you do have to keep an eye on and like constantly the whole time you're like you're like a CCTV camera just watching for different things because yeah because you can't you can't have people fucking about and you can't have people starting fights because then a reputation you know starts to build about the bar or you can't have people can't have people having sacks in the toilets can't have people doing drugs in in, in on the premises like cuz it's just it's it's bad for business you know that way so you you're constantly going around people and and I feel like a lot of the time it's like acting there may be someone that, that you don't like and they're talking about like certain things but you have to play up to to make them think that you're their friend yeah, yeah one of the one of the best tips that my boss ever gave to me was if if two people come in together just make very very good friends with the most sober one and and if it gets to the point where their mates talking about then you start to sort of sympathize with their friend be like look I've been really nice to you the whole night is there any chance you could do me a wee favor and and like take your friend out and then it means it's, it's taking me out of the situation and forcing them to fix it for you and if you've been really nice to them the whole night and you're looking after them they'll say yeah no no worries mate yeah yeah that's a good that's a good
0: little piece of piece of advice there for sure
1: there's there's a lot more thinking that than, than than what people would think like, especially in in in, in this country as well because like, fuck me everyone loves to drink over here and, <laughs> and there's there's a lot of different wee dynamics that you need to look out for over here too like because obviously there's the whole um, Catholic and Protestant thing in 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 Northern Ireland like you know it's it's a massive hatred and it's a massive debate and our bar we would be right in the middle of the town. so we're perfectly mixed so you need to constantly looking out for people saying like sectarian things you know maybe if there's there's groups of people from different parts of the town you need to watch that they're not they're not trying to like uh start fights with them or or start trying to like antagonize people you know to to kick off with things like that so you need to be very mindful of that as well
0: yeah i will um uh, i'm glad you mentioned that because i did want to talk about it but i'll come back to that in a second i'm actually quite curious about pub watch though yeah because it occurs to me like people get put on the, of, on the pub watch list. Um, and how does that kind of, so when they walk into the bar, like you have like a photo of them on the pub watch list that you can then compare them to. Like I don't, I don't really get how pub watch actually works because you know, if there's like 20 people on the pub watch list, how yeah. during a busy night, how are you going to look around the pub and pinpoint someone's face based on a picture on a, a computer or whatever it is, you know?
1: See, I I'm not too sure if we even have that over here. I, I know it I know it's a thing in in the mainland UK, like but uh I, I'm not too sure if we we would have something like that over here. Yeah. Um for for most people, if we're barn people, um, we would know who it is. Like me me and my boss, we would be we we would work the most in that place. The like guy'd usually do every evening and he does every day time. Yeah. You know, maybe get like one day off here and there, like but we would be in the place. I would say between the two of us, every hour that it's open, like it's, it's very rare that one of us wouldn't be in. So we we would know between the two of us who's who's allowed in, who's not, who's good yeah. news, who's bad news. So we'd sort of deal that out amongst ourselves. But with with pub watch and stuff like that, I think there might be something in in like the the bigger places, uh, like Belfast and stuff like that, and bigger cities like Derry and all. Um, but but it's it doesn't really play too big of a part in 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 the smaller smaller towns
0: yeah okay that's interesting yeah okay yeah
1: that makes i guess that makes sense to be fair
0: mm. um yeah well is okay. that
1: is that something that happened in uh in bangor was it was it like pub watch and stuff in bangor it, yeah
0: yeah pub watch is a thing in bangor for sure i'm
1: fucking uh, surprised that i wasn't put on that
0: <laughs> no trust me you, you are um you were up there but there were there were- <laughs> There were worse people in, in <laughs> the box in Um that I've witnessed. Yeah, it was funny. Um No, you you were definitely up there though, that's for sure.
1: I just tend to do stupid things, I tried to do front flips in, in in the middle of the bar and absolutely fucking buckled myself like. <laughs> yeah.
0: Classic. Classic <laughs> classic gal. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, let's let's go back to the whole um Northern Ireland um thing. I guess I I, I yeah, I, I'm gonna say it, but like is it the thing that Northern Ireland is like most famous for?
1: Oh, I would say definitely. Yeah. yeah definitely. It's 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 mad. Like, you know what I mean? This shit started off in, in well, it's it, it goes back a lot of time. I, I, I tend to like take myself out of it as much as I can because for mm. me like, you know, I'll always I'll always look at my history and, and remember it and stuff like that. But like shit that happened back then keep it back then but unfortunately not everyone thinks like that over here but uh yeah like like the, the troubles and stuff like that were fucking mad like you know i, I even hear stories from my, my granny and 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 like my man stuff you know living through them and it's insane like it was a it was a war zone back in the, the 70s and the 80s and literally yeah e- even up to the 90s like you know bombs going off left right and center like it, it's crazy like even even today like pe- people think all that stuff's in the past, but it's not. Like, like, oh, sorry, it wasn't today. It was yesterday. Um, in a place not too far from me, called Craigavon, maybe about five miles down the road, there was a, a bomb planted. And like, it, this is in the middle of of a quarantine. There was a bomb planted in a council estate, and all the people's houses had to get evacuated, and brought to like a community center. So like, it's it it still goes on, and wow. it's it's. It's, it's just very small-minded people, do you know what I mean? It's, it's very stupid people that, that have heard stories from their dads saying, oh, this side done this and this side done that. And then they take it upon themselves. They act like, like like big men and, and, and try to be like gangsters going around planting bombs and stuff, going around shooting people, all, all that shit. Like it's, it's nuts. Like There was a guy in Belfast today who was walking in a park and a fella cycled up beside him on a bicycle, jumped off the bike, told him to get on the ground and fired two shots into both of his knees. So it's crazy, like
0: oh my god, and this is still because of the whole kind of religious struggle that you guys have had for ages.
1: Well, well see, that's the thing. I don't even think the people that are, are doing this even understand the whole religious struggle. Like, like for me, it's I, I'm an atheist, like, so I, I don't believe in any of that, shit. like, but it baffles me that it's the same fucking religion. Do you know what I mean? Catholics and Protestants, yeah. it's the same, it's the same religion, they're just fighting over stupid wee things like was Mary a virgin I don't know do you know what I mean like like <laughs> shit like that there. like it, it's it, it's it's crazy like but yeah it's it, it stems from from the whole religious aspect like but um I think it it's sort of lost its way as it's went on and now it's just sort of a uh, hatred between different communities you know it's 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 just oh they killed one of ours so many yeah. years ago we're going to get a revenge kill and then it just spirals out from one revenge to another to another, and so many innocent people killed in between.
0: Yeah, because I, I watched a documentary, I can't remember who, oh, I think it was Danny Dyer's Deadliest Man, actually. Uh, because we used to watch some, some really weird stuff in my fourth year on the TV, and and one of the things that we, we all fell in love with was Danny Dyer's Deadliest Man, because it is a really
1: good documentary series, to be fair. Um, I, I'm, I, it is good. I'm just not a massive fan of Danny Dyer. <laughs> oh,
0: fair he's not. He's really not a. He can. He can rub you the wrong way very easily. I can understand that. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I. personally like Danny Dyer because he's. I think he's quite funny, and but I, I think the fact that he kind of he pretends to be a hard man, but I'm almost certain that if you get us yeah, <laughs> get ruined. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure you get absolutely ruined. Um, and he was talking to a guy from, from Northern Ireland and he was saying how this guy was saying how like, Oh, you know, it is like you said, it's kind of like a, just one up, like, Oh, they got this person. So we're going to get this person and it just carries on like that. And like, and like you mentioned, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily about the actual reason for why it all started with like the religion, but it was actually more kind of just because, you know, the whole, the whole family has grown up on hating this side. So therefore we're going to carry on just fighting them because you know, that's that's what we know, sort
1: of thing. For for me, when I see people that are like like really sectarian and stuff, like I I can understand, you know, if if I, I've had family members, you know, killed in the troubles and stuff like that, like and, and I can understand maybe if 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 my dad was was murdered in a bombing or he was taken out and shot somewhere, yeah. I, I would feel some hatred towards that person. But like not now. Do you know what I mean? That that was fucking thirty, forty, fifty years ago. You have to move on. And, and how is How's killing someone who is completely unrelated to that gonna gonna make a batter? Do you know what I mean? It's 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 stupid. For me, the people that are doing that stuff are like extremely fucking just dozy cons that they haven't travelled anywhere out of their, their immediate living situation. Like, you know, they don't leave their estate. They, they just stay in with people that are constantly filling them full of hatred. They've, they've no intentions of ever changing or ever going out into the world and learning about different cultures and learning about different people. And they just want to stay in their own wee bubble of, of like hatred and violence and, and they're, they're, they'll never change. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's
0: a really interesting, it's kind of sparked a thought in my head that I've had for a while now, but part of me really admires people that have a very strong, belief in um in religion and religious kind of religious beliefs have a very strong um kind of inclination to that sort of thing because it in a way one of the best coping mechanisms if you think about it from like a sports psychologist perspective uh, one of the best coping mechanisms is to take the pressure off of you and blame is not necessarily the right word but it kind of works in a situation you blame it on some something someone else so if you think from like the perspective of um take like tom brady mm-hmm. he, he's arguably whether you like him or not he's arguably one of the most successful qbs ever oh absolutely so i mean I, I i hate the guy most people hate the guy but he's still you can't deny the success that he's had and he um i'm not sure if he's religious or not but if he turned around and said you know he he loses a super bowl and goes uh well that that was just god's plan you know and know he's got a he's got a plan for us and we've got to trust him and trust what we're doing so rather than him getting really upset from his performance being shockingly bad he's now you know put the put the emphasis on oh yeah but that's what god wanted for me so he could challenge me and therefore i can improve myself sort of thing because that's what he wanted etc etc
1: yeah
0: that side of it's really really good so i admire people that have that kind of belief system because it means that they have a fantastic way of coping but at the same time go the other way like you say, and they can just get filled with hatred from for other people. Like the Taliban have filled with hatred for us because that's what they've been led to believe through their religion. You know, because we it's yeah. yeah, it's a it's a deep subject. Um it's not even that I, don't, I normally get deep like late at night, right? But it's not yeah. like eight o'clock and I'm getting deep already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah it's kinda like I just because I, I come, I'm kind okay. I'm going to make a point now. So I'm coming back to the fact that you said, you know, you don't really know what you're going to do with your life, but currently you are happy with that fact. Yeah. And then you mentioned you're an atheist, and it kind of just started rolling in my head, and I was like, Do you think like sometimes people who are extremely religious have this amazing support system where they can not can be spared from some serious like mental anguish because they're kind of blaming it again? Blame isn't quite the right word, but they're blaming it on on their god who kind of is has got a plan for them in their head so you know it's it's much easier to handle failure or um, you know grief or anything like that
1: and they sort of used to like justify their like their circumstances and their, yeah. their their actions and stuff i feel like oh that's a good word yeah
0: yeah 100% and then you've got some people that actually it can make them full with hatred and not actually be that happy in the end because they're you know so so intent on hurting other people that aren't in line with their beliefs or whatever it might be yeah wow that got deep i don't i had a point i can't remember what it was i mean you're talking
1: about being an atheist
0: yeah i mean you strike me as someone that's really happy so um i think it's quite interesting to hear your take on on how to be happy i suppose
1: I, i i don't know um like like for me, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it did take a while because like I I went through like a lot of serious years of of depression and stuff like that. There like some really bad ones. Even even when I was in in Bangor and stuff like that, I was, I was very depressed for a lot of it. Like for for my uni thing and stuff like that. But it's all just about finding finding different coping mechanisms. Like that, that that's one thing I admire as well. Like I have a friend who's extremely religious, and and that's his coping mechanism, and that that works for him. You know, so I, I would never. I would never encourage anyone to come away from religion, even though it's something that I detest. It, it's something that I just I just I can't believe. But like if it helps someone to do better things and it makes them feel happier, then all the more power to them. But for me, like it's 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 just about fighting wee things. Like 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 football give me so much enjoyment. I was a fucking angry kid when I was younger. when yeah. I got into like football and stuff, I got like, I always played uh normal football, soccer or whatever it is like. And it, it wasn't do it for me. It was, I've, as you know me, I'm, I'm a very aggressive person. So I always needed somewhere to get that aggression out and, and, and that hatred and and, and combat sports or, or physical sports where I could do that in a healthy environment and in, in a safe way it helped, helped me so much. But like now even things like I've started talking to a lot of my friends and stuff. If I have problems, I think that's, that's one big thing. You know, there's always this emphasis on, on mental health and talking to people like and. I hate going over the game because I think it's sort of lost its meaning now, in, in in the way it's 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 went about in society, like. But like talking to people is is really the best thing. Like from going through shit, I I do have my friends I can I can talk to. I can I can get my wee outlet there, and and it it makes me feel better doing me things like like my job. Uh, there's there's so much emphasis on getting the job with big money and stuff like that. But for, yeah. for me, as long as you're happy in your job, as long as you're doing a job that that you enjoy doing, that that goes forward to making. Giving you a happy life, like I, I couldn't give a fuck if, if I worked in a bar for the rest of my life, as long as I, I, I feel happy and I'm able to support the people around me, you know, I, I'd much prefer that than a job where I'm earning a hundred grand a year, but I'm depressed as fuck. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's wee things like that, just, just picking on the small aspects of your life and saying, is this gonna add or detract from, from what makes me feel good and what makes the people around me feel goodly?
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast now, um, but there's a podcast called um, a different podcast called the Happiness Lab, and um, yeah, uh, like I've said before on previous episodes, I'd encourage people to listen to it. Um, and one of the things is, you know, happiness comes from appreciation, but also literally just thinking, asking yourself the question: Is this making me happy? Is this going to make me happy? And if yeah. it's not, then you just kind of you just stop as as hard as that is. That takes a lot of courage, actually. When you think about it, easy to say, much harder to do. But but the yeah. basic premise is that if it's not making you happy, you should stop and do something that is making you happy. You know. Yeah.
1: And it strikes me
0: that you necess- didn't necessarily know you were doing it, but you did do it when it came to uni because although you had a good time, you realised that with all the studying, you probably wouldn't be happy in the end. You know.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. That's what it comes down. You know, like some some decisions are really difficult to make and. I think what what gets on a lot of people's mind is 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 how other people perceive them. Do you know what I mean? Like how how they're going to look them. Like I'm not doing a glamorous job, but I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about that. But there's there's a lot of people that think that you need a big house and you need a big car and you need a big fancy job because other people are going to think that's that's going to make you look good to them. And if if you don't have that, then people can start feeling really bad about that. But like what others others think of them and, and what others think like how their life's gonna go and I, I think that's a lot to do with them um, with like men- mental health and stuff like that just just not giving a fuck what other people think do things that make you happy not things that are going to make other people happy you know not 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 things that are going to make other people jealous of you or 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 look up to you. just be happy for yourself not for those around you like yeah
0: yeah 100% now I can relate because at the moment I keep having Yeah, I'm, I'm not in a a space where i'm particularly happy at the minute and it's yeah. like with with the running I uh, it's just kind of adding to my to my unhappiness at times because i'm like oh i'm so slow and i'm posting my runs on strava going oh. Oh, i'm so slow and everyone's <laughs> gonna see that i'm doing this like this distance in this time and it's 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 embarrassing but at the uh, same, like you say if you if you think about it's only embarrassing because you think other people care yeah. A lot of the time, most people don't even give a crap. And if they do, then they can do one,
1: you know? Exactly. Exactly. Like my my friend called me the other day and says he wasn't feeling too good. And he asked me whether to go for a walk up with him. And he was talking about um a breakup that he's going through. Yeah. And and he was saying to me, like, you know, I really want to talk to this person. He He, he was intending to get back with her, but he was like, I don't know. How my family's gonna feel about it and stuff, I and mean, he was really worried about like how his brother was gonna, gonna view him after if if he did get back with her. And I was like, well, at the end of the day, it's your life. It's, it's not his life. It, so what if 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 he doesn't agree with it? If it makes you happy, you need to go do it. If, if he wants to have his own we, own we thoughts and his, his own perception, of you then let him have that. There, he can fuck off. Like, do you know what I mean? As long as it's making you happy, eventually I'll come around it. At the end of the day, it's your life. Do do what makes you happy. And that that it's so cliche and it's so cringy but like it's fucking true like do you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah 100% 100% yeah oh yeah I'd love to get more into this but <laughs> it's kind of a rabbit hole um yeah cool it's so like I literally like at the moment I think I'm probably gonna move into happiness as a general kind of sports psychology type area as well because I like I like the idea of people being happier, happy, happy currently, but then happier in the future as well. Yeah. And being able to do that, like facilitate that for them. But at the same time, like your own happiness has to come first. If you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I was
0: thinking recently, like I could talk for hours about happiness and stuff like that. Um, but it really, it really struck me the fact that you were like, you know, I'm, I'm working in this job and I'm not going to lie to you, like, to me like oh you know you're working in a bar my, my yeah. thought was oh he's probably going to say his next sentence probably like oh and i'm really hating it and it sucks and i'm depressed but yeah but it wasn't it was i'm actually really content with what i'm doing because it's you know i'm supporting my family as long as they're okay you know i'm, I'm going to be happy and if i'm having a good time that doesn't matter that's deadly uh, i really really respect that that's amazing um it's actually to be fair it's like the perfect example of of the whole, you know, you just gotta do what makes you happy, regardless of what it is.
1: Exactly. Like, I, 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 don't know if I have any intentions of of doing this for the rest of my life, but if if I do start to feel bad about it, then I'll start to reevaluate. It. You know, I'll start to look for if it ever does get to that point. If no, no intentions of moving off now, but if it ever does get to that point, then then I can reevaluate it now. I think people focus too much on on their futures and 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 how the rest of their life's gonna go and and and, and that whole like. Image in their head of what they want to be sort of gets muddled up with what they are now, and and it all starts to build up, and and they feel like they're they're underachieving, and it it just builds up and builds up, and people start to feel shit about what they don't have instead of appreciating what they do have. Yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent. Wow, not even nine o'clock and got this deep. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: do you want to talk about some funny stuff?
0: That's the new one. I was just thinking that we ended the podcast on a very. um not dark, but a heavy salad.
1: Heavy salad is well, mine would say. I just gotta say if you want um if you want oh uh, a, a, a wee story to take it up. I can I can tell you well I will tell you one thing last night. Um I was getting uh don't know why, I, I always go on these wee weird fucking things, people suggest something like go for it. So uh I don't know if you seen my Snapchat but I had uh, a face mask on last night. Um and person with her with that I was with decided it would be funny if she could put a face mask on my balls, and uh, yeah, it <laughs> it it uh, didn't go down too well at all because it's like PVA glue. I'm trying to peel that off, um, a very intimate area. Didn't go down too well. So <laughs> <laughs> I have videos as well of that if you want me to send them along, but you probably don't want to see it. I
0: I already have a certain body part of yours on my phone, so I'm, yeah, that's not gonna. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you took my phone to send it to yeah. I mean that's a whole other no. story that we shouldn't get into. Um uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. See ah, oh, yeah, you know yeah. Oh okay. PVA glue.
1: Like PVA glue. Did you ever put when you were when you were a child, did you ever put like PVA glue in your hand and try to peel it off? Or was I just one of those weird people?
0: No, 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 no I I did that. I think that's I think that's a fairly regular thing. <laughs> well, on the hand, at least I don't know about your other <laughs> excursions last night.
1: <laughs>
0: wow, this has been fun. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Gavin.
1: No worries at all, mate. Thank you very much for having me. It was great to talk to you again. Ah, oh, it was lovely to
0: hear your voice again. <laughs> You're great. Um, so, if you've got any any shout outs that you want to um, want to say, then um
1: the floor is yours um fuck i i don't even think i do man i don't uh i don't even know if i have anything too important to shout out like i don't have any businesses or anything like that um right. yeah um don't know nothing nothing comes to mind unfortunately no, that's all right i mean i i have caught you
0: completely off guard with that to be fair so and if, <laughs> if i think of something in an hour and we me, be there. like shit i should have said that <laughs> um, like i normally do I, I frequently i've said this a lot but it's genuinely i only say it because it's genuinely true but i wake up in the night frequently and wake up and sit bolt up and i'm like god damn it you know i could have asked this amazing question and i keep coming up every night with different questions that i could have asked various people that would have been great <laughs> but no I only, i'm only stuck with what i think about at the moment so
1: if, if you wake up in the middle of the night or the next week, because I know that you're always thinking about me. Like you write down those questions, and you can get me back on some other time. That's a really good idea. I think I should
0: start writing down because I've got I've made up some absolute bangers, but no one will ever hear them. So, so. <laughs> um, wow, I've ended it on a sad note again. that's like. so annoying. You got another funny, you got another or something.
1: Um, well, I could not tell you. Did ever tell you about the time I got like a uh, held at ransom for um nudes? No, no, please continue. uh oh, right. This is a weird story. Le. Um, so <clears throat> when I was about fifteen or sixteen, do you remember a time on Facebook where you'd just be getting like random friend requests from from these girls who weren't actually girls, but I was so naive at a young age that I believed that they were real people. <laughs> um, so yeah. I got this 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 friend request from this well, looked like a, a, a beautiful girl anyway, and went on their Facebook profile and she was she had mutual friends with a lot of my friends from the south of Ireland. So I was like, oh, happy days, she must know these ones. So got along, talking to her for a few days, all this, all that there, We wee bit of flirting. And I actually remember what day it was, it was a Sunday and I got this message from her asking if I had Skype. Funnily enough, they war on Skype now, but don't be asking for nudes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she... She asked me if I had Skype, and I was like, "Yeah, of course." And she said, like, "Great," because I'm in my house by myself. So there was a 16 year old me, you know, rubbing my hands together, getting ready for this here. <laughs> um, got onto the video, and and there's this girl on on the camera. Started stripping off her, doing doing what you may, you know. Got a little bit heated, and um, I was enjoying it anyway. At 15 years old, like, and and she asked me then to. Uh, Get my butts out and uh, start start going away at myself. So I done that there, and um, went back to her for a wee bit. Was watching her and she was like, "Go on ahead, get your deck out again." So got it out, uh, sat there for a couple of minutes doing what you do. Next minute, the 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 camera that was hers, the video went black and it flicked over and it was a video of me sitting there with my fat belly, all my rolls, deck in hand wanking away and i got this message from her and basically saying that yeah if if you don't send me was like uh, 10 grand if you don't send me 10 grand i'm going to send this video to all your friends and family i'm going to post this on your facebook page and i'm going to share it for everyone to see so i was panicking i was i was shitting myself you know i i'd I'd always heard stories this but i didn't know how i would ever react was in it yeah so i was freaking out and i started looking at it and I was like, look, I'm not going to be able to send you this money. I'm, I'm 16, you know, I'm, I'll never be able to get this amount of money. And she was like, "Great, sent me a hundred pound a day for so many days. So I sort of composed myself a wee bit, chilled out. Then I went back and looked at the video and the more I was staring it, I was like, that's probably the biggest my dick is ever going to look on camera. So I decided <laughs> I was going to text it. <laughs> I decided I was gonna text to them, being, you know what, that's a very flattering video you have of me. Send it to whoever you want. I might get a couple of friend requests from that there, and uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> no way! <laughs> oh my god!
1: So she was like, "No, I'm being deadly serious." And I was like, "I'm being deadly serious. Look at the fucking dick on me, there. Send it all you want." Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, nothing ever came of it. But I'm just waiting for the day that uh, a video of 16-year-old me surfaces on Facebook wanking. So I have have that to look forward to.
0: Oh, my God. That's such an amazing place to stop (laughs) the (laughs) podcast. I'm so glad you came on.
1: I'm so glad you it has been great crack.
0: That was so fun. Um, Well, I hope everyone enjoyed that as much as I did. And I'll leave you with... (laughs) With the lovely image of a hacker being like, well, what the hell do I do now? Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Stay curious. I'll see you in the future.